What up, big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show, one of the fastest growing Tennessee Vols podcasts in all the land. We're averaging 1.4 million views every couple weeks. Over 650,000 views every week as of late. I mean, we're doing some big things, guys. If you want to help me out, hit me up with a like, share, follow, tweet, all that fun stuff. If you want to keep up with all the stuff I'm doing, go to my link tree, linktr.ee backslash bigladrewski. Got links to where you can leave a voicemail so your voice can be heard on the podcast, and I will respond to it. Give you a little bit of shine, baby. Other than that, we're going to get on into the show. Again, follow me on social media. We're doing big things. Best, best college team in football, football. Hey, guys, what is up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, happy Friday. Today is game day eve. Balls going up against Mizzou this weekend for the homecoming game. Uh, or no, not homecoming game. What am I thinking? Senior day. Last home game of the season. Balls, as you know, we all know. Um, dropped their first loss of the season last week against number one. Uh, George Bulldogs. It was uh, the Vols. It was a hard-fought game on our Vols side. Um, just couldn't get the couldn't get the offense rolling against that stout Georgia defense and that rowdy uh, Georgia home crowd. We just couldn't get it rolling. And uh, well, we did get it rolling. It was just a little too too little too late. But um, Vols still in the playoff hunt. Still got to make things happen. Every game is still important at this point. Uh, no reason to get upset or nervous or, you know, anything like that. Um, I still believe fully that the Vols 100% can work their way into the playoffs. And I think that they can go the distance, especially, uh, you know, going into the playoffs on some neutral site games. I think the Vols have a real shot, even if they go up against Georgia again. Now, maybe I'm just, you know, a, a, a Vols fan that's just unreasonable or, um, maybe it's just because like, to be honest with you, we played as terrible as we've played all season and arguably under the jo- Josh Heupel era only lost by 14 points to Georgia at home. Now I know that Georgia took their foot off the, the throttle a little bit there at the end, at least on the offensive side. But I mean, I, you know, I, I can't help it. <laughs> like I can't help it. I mean, you know, I'm looking at a Vols team that kind of got it rolling a little bit better in the second half and, you know, seen some things that are, okay, that's what Tennessee Vols football looks like a little bit. I can't help but think like, well, maybe if Jabari Small didn't get hurt, you know, first quarter of that game, it would have been different. Uh, you know, I think three slightly overthrown balls could have made that game a totally different game. You know, you take away the false start penalties. I mean, there's a lot of things I think that, the Vols fans should still feel good about coming out of that game, despite it, you know, being our worst showing, our arguably under the Hopple era. And I don't know if anybody's going to disagree with me there. But we move on into this weekend. Got some big things again. The Tennessee Vols are going up against the Missouri Tigers. Um, the Missouri is one of those teams that. Uh, I think we still need to respect because, I mean, let's be honest, um, 
you know, the Mizzou played Georgia 26-22. That was a close game. Um, that was one of the games that I've kind of referred back to all season as a reason why I think we could probably do pretty well against Georgia. Um, so, obviously, Georgia beating us, even though it was slightly close on paper, um, even though they're beating you know, they beat us, um, you know, Mizzou's not done very well. It's like I have to kind of look at that and say, well, okay, Mizzou played them close too. We are heavily favored over Mizzou. Uh, 92.8% chance, chance to win is, uh, according to ESPN. Um, heavily, heavily favored. However, you know, you have to kind of look at these things, man. Mizzou played Georgia close, so who knows? Uh, you know, maybe they have something that is different than everybody else, you know. So uh, Mizzou's defense, um, I've heard. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a whole, whole lot of Mizzou this year. But um, everybody says that they've got a pretty stout defense as well. So um, you look at their record, and not a super stellar team on paper. But again, I, you know, every game matters at this point. And I don't think, you know, we need to overlook Mizzou. I don't think we need to overlook South Carolina. South Carolina, again, you know, not done super great this year on paper. But Spencer Rattler has, he's kind of, seems to be getting settled. They've got some things fingered out. They're they're on a bit of a hot streak, if you will. Um, you know, they're looking pretty good as of late. We're going down into South Carolina. I mean, that's, you know, no SEC school. Um, you know, with the exception of like maybe, I don't know, Vandy for us, <clears throat> uh, Vandy's essentially a home game, but no, you know, other SEC school really is going to make it easy at home. Um, obviously there's some teams that struggle and some teams that haven't been doing in good in recent years, but you know, every SEC team has the potential to upset anybody at home, I think. So Again, um, this game matters. South Carolina matters. Vandy should be fun. We're talking about Checker in their stadium and all that. But um, it also matters from the standpoint of the spread. For those of you who don't know what the spread is, it's like the betting odds, um, plus or minus. So um, I think the Vols are favored. Last time I seen it, it was like, I want to say around three touchdowns, but we'll say two. So if the Vols are favored by two touchdowns, that means the Vols would be minus 14 on the spread, which means um, whatever that that's the final score is, you take or add that many points to it. And if it comes out in the positive, you would win that spread. So, you know, if the Vols were to win, but they won by one touchdown, that would mean that they did not cover the spread. They were you know, expected to win by two touchdowns and they won by one. Uh, and so at this point, not only are you kind of playing to win and every game matters, but you're also kind of playing to beat the spread a little bit because at the end of the year, this is what these committees and these, you know, this people, uh, the, the playoff committee and these people look at. How did you do against the spread? The reason why we're ahead of uh, Oregon is because Oregon lost at home to Georgia by like 40 plus points. We lost at Georgia on paper by 14 points. So they look at these things. Okay. They look at the spread. 
and how you're doing. And so these games are all important. Like, not only do we need to win, but we need to keep the foot on the throttle. We need to, you know, like Dustin said last week, we need to keep doing what we're doing. And we need to not deviate from that. And we need to just, like, make sure that we win and we win with style. Um, that's that's what, you know, CBS called it. It was style points. But all that stuff matters because at the end of the year, that's what they're going to look at. Yeah, some people could lose and that might shuffle us up a little bit. But you still have conference championships. You still have a chance for somebody like Oregon to maybe really impress some people. You know, nothing's really final. Like, just because we're five now doesn't mean that we can't slide down. Like, we still have to play good football, prove that, you know, we are a good team. We just lost to the quote-unquote best team and in order to get a shot. And I think the Vols can. I mean, if anybody can, this team can. This team is humble. They're gritty. Um, you know, they're hungry. Um, if anybody can do it, I think this team can. So taking a look at the, um, the side by side, Mizzou, um, uh, cook is their quarterback, uh, 1795 passing yards. So we'll round that up and say 1800 passing yards, six touchdowns, seven interceptions though. Um, he's got more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Um, the Vols defense, everybody talks about how bad our defense is. Last week coming into Georgia, we were first in the SEC in turnovers. We were first in the SEC in interceptions. Those, And that's two separate stats. Okay, First in turn, uh, forced turnovers, first in um, interceptions. So, you know, again, Vols, um, like they said last week, high-risk, high-reward defense – they're going to bring the pressure. They're going to do some things, but it's high risk, high reward. Are they going to give up some points and yards? For sure. But they're also going to create some turnovers. A lot of people forgot first drive. Uh, I think it was Georgia's first drive. We, we forced a fumble. We got the ball. We went down. Yeah, we settled for a field goal, but um, people forget that. The Vols did make uh, Georgia. Uh, Georgia did turn the ball over twice. Um, now, granted, the second one was, you know, arguably you could say that was because of the rain. We also fumbled one in the rain, but the first one was straight up forced turnover. So the balls will get some turnovers. They are good about that. So something to watch for this weekend. Um, their running back, Schrader, um, he's their leading running back. 509 yards, five touchdowns. That's pretty good. Um, Jalen Wright is actually our re- leading rusher as of right now. Uh, he's got 547 yards, six touchdowns. Although if I had to look him and Jabari small would probably be about even, even, um, even Stevens, they, uh, they get a, you know, relatively the same amount of touches. Um, I'd venture to say Jabari small was probably ahead up until the point where he got hurt in the first quarter and Jalen Wright had to come in and finish out the game. Um, their leading receiver is level. Um, 659 yards, two touchdowns, not bad. Obviously, statistically, our leading receiver, Jalen Hyatt, 970 yards, 14 touchdowns. So a little bit of a difference there. Um, continuing on with the side-by-side, um, looking at the betting odds, um, 
Tennessee again is favored by 20 and a half points. So the spread is negative 20 and a half on Tennessee. Um, if you bet straight money line, well, I, we won't get into all that because I don't think you get a whole lot of my people on here listen to betting spreads. But uh, over under points for the total game for both teams is set at 56 and a half. So uh, points per game, Mizzou is at 23.1. Tennessee is at 45.3. Obviously didn't score that many last week against Georgia, but the season is very high. Uh, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, Tennessee exposed themselves. Um, you know, they think that, you know, the balls just absolutely showed who they really are and this and that. I think it's the opposite. I think we showed how Georgia, how good Georgia really is, um, and we just didn't play our best football. Uh, we just had an off game. That's, I don't know that there's really more to it than that. I mean, Georgia brought the, the crowd, the, the noise and all that. They came ready. They came prepared. They threw some stuff at us we hadn't seen. So, um, but yeah, offensively, we're one of the top teams in the nation. You know, Georgia's defense is just that good. Points allowed per game. Mizzou's allowing 21. We're also allowing 21. So, in terms of points allowed, it's about the same. Uh, keep in mind, Georgia, again, 27 13. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people saying that, oh, you know, they took their foot off the throttle and this and that, whatever. And that's on them because all they did is make us look, you know, either really good on paper or they just beat us by what they beat us. I don't know. Um, but we did keep Georgia to 27 as well. So, or they kept themselves to 27. How you want, however you want to look at it. Uh, don't matter to me. However you want to look at it. Um, I'm on the way to work, about to get run over, it looks like. Um so, passing yards per game, they're averaging about 203. We've got about 335, so a little bit more. Um, a lot of people look at Hendon Hooker's stats. Um, you know, one of the stats I seen was, oh, Stetson Bennett, he's got more passing yards than Hooker and C.J. Stroud. Well, I mean, C.J. Stroud and Hooker has been out by halftime for a lot of games, uh, a lot of games. I mean, I you know, I, I guess you could say Stetson Bennett has as well. I don't know, uh, but like we, we by the end of the game, we were seeing backups versus LSU. LSU's obviously ranked seventh right now. So again, you know, I don't know how many times they put Stetson on the bench. I know Georgia had some close games again versus. Mizzou, uh, and you know, a couple other ones that's escaping my memory right now. They had some close moments, so I don't know. Maybe Stetson Bennett's played more. I don't, I don't know. Um, but rushing yards per game, they're averaging about 146, which is definitely good. We're averaging about 187. Yards allowed, they're averaging 304 yards allowed. We're averaging 392. So on paper, on paper, not the eye test, um, defenses look about even. Well, no, uh, we're averaging 92 more. So I guess, you know, everybody says our, our defense is trash, but I mean, that's, you know. Um, Passing yards allowed, they're only allowing about 192. We're allowing 295, so definitely some differences there. The rushing, however, is very similar. 112 
for Mizzou that they are allowing per game, we're allowing about 97. So majority of the yards we're allowing are passing yards, but again, a lot of teams are having to play catch up to us throughout the game. So that does make sense. But, um, but yeah, so on paper, the defenses are similar. I mean, we're allowing close to, we're about, you know, 90 yards more a game. Um, so yeah. Uh, Mizzou's last uh, uh, five games, they lost to Kentucky 21-17. They lost to Kentucky close, who we blew out. Um, they beat uh, number 25, South Carolina, and uh, that was at South Carolina, so impressive there. They lost close to Vandy, though, 17-14. Um, the South Carolina game was 23-10, to by the way. Lost to Florida, who we beat. So they lost to Florida 24-17. Lost to Georgia. Um, and again, that game was 26-22. That one was five weeks ago. Um, that was one of the games that I looked at. And I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe Georgia don't have it. If we have a you know chance this season, uh, or if we have a chance ever, it might be this season. So, again, uh, Mizzou, you know, by all accounts, it's a home game. We should beat them. We, you know, we should beat them. However, uh, with how they played against Georgia, I don't think we need to overlook them though either. Um, Mizzou quarterback is, you know, he was talking a little smack this week, basically saying, "Eh, I ain't worried about Neyland. He'll be fine. I ain't worried about it. It'll be fine." You know, I'm not nervous. I'll hand, We can handle it. It ain't no big deal. Trying to, trying to like downplay Neyland, which obviously um, pissing off the opposing the opposing team's crowds probably not smart in the SEC. And um, there's a lot of people saying that Hypo was talking smack about Georgia. Um, there was a couple fake videos floating around. Like it amazes me what people fall for. Um, and I even seen some ball fans fall for it about the whole Reba thing and him throwing on a wig and dancing in the middle of the field. That was a completely fake video, guys. Like, that was a vocally dubbed video um, that somebody went in and did. Like, Heupel did not say that. Um, he also didn't say if we lose to Florida, you know, he's going to shove a mustard thing, up, you know, a thing of mustard up his ass. <laughs> like, we need to, you know. I hate to say it, but we need to fact check a little bit on some of these things. But, um, you know, but obviously smack talking the opposing SEC team's home crowd, probably not all that smart. Um, you know, especially at Neyland. Neyland is, you know, re-energized, revived. Neyland is probably going to be loud. Maybe not as loud as an Alabama game or anything like that, but, you know, it's probably going to be loud. Um, and rocking. So, um, yeah, so we need to pay attention. We need to do, um, we need to treat this game just like every other game we have. I don't know that Heupel is honestly going to let that happen though. Um, pretty level headed dude. Um, he, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to let them overlook a team like this. I just, I just don't. Um, let's look ahead at the college football playoff standings. Um, I know you guys basically said that, you know, you kind of like me going over this stuff. That way you got get a little rundown. Georgia, number one. Ohio State, number two. Michigan, number three. TCU, number four. 
All of those are undefeated. Obviously, that's helping their case. TCU goes up against Texas this weekend. So, Vols fans, if you're looking for another game that we need to watch that's of importance, um, that would be the one. <clears throat> okay, Texas needs to beat TCU so that we can maybe slide up in there. I don't know as of right now that I see anybody leapfrogging us. But uh, TCU needs to beat or they need to lose to Texas. Texas needs to beat TCU. That way we hopefully slide up. Obviously, the Vols are ranked fifth. We are the first out of the playoffs. Oregon is right behind us in sixth. Oregon obviously lost the first game of the season to Georgia. They lost very badly by like 40-plus points. Um, Again, I think that no matter how good Oregon plays, I think that Georgia game ultimately is going to be kind of the blemish that may or may not keep us ahead of them. And there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, you know, conference champions are, you know, this and that. What? And it's like, man, you know, look, when you got very good Tennessee Vols team that's in the same division as um, the SEC, or they're in the same SEC division as Georgia, um, when you have that – um, and they're sitting there, and their only loss is to the number one team. If Georgia wins out, I think they drag Tennessee in with them. Um, there's no way if one of those teams loses to go to the conference championship still. I know a lot of people say that about you know Ohio State and Michigan, but when you look at Ohio State and Michigan's strength of schedule, it's not even close. It's not even close. The Vols are still – Number one in the nation with wins against teams that are currently in the top 25, okay? Currently in the top, everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, you guys beat a bunch of teams. They're ranked at the time, but they ain't ranked no more. Well, people forget, Bama still hanging around in the top 15. Uh, they might even be top 10 at this point. LSU is ranked seventh. Um, you know, we've got. Other teams that we've beat, um, I don't remember who it was that slipped back in. I can probably check that here in a second. But um, there's another team that we beat, Pitt or somebody. Uh, I don't remember who it was. But another team that we beat slipped back into the top 25. Um, you know, so we are still number one in current teams in the top 25 that we've beat. And two of them is in the top 10. I mean, Bama has lost to us, and they've lost to LSU. Um, LSU has only lost twice. They lost to us, and they lost to Florida State, I think. I think they've only lost two. Um, So, you know, like, I mean, the two of the three that we've lost against that's currently in the top 25 are in the – Actually, they're in the top 10 because Bama is ranked 10th and LSU is ranked 7th. So that strength of schedule is no joke. Like we've, you know, we've played six ranked uh, teams. We beat five of them. The only one we lost to is number one ranked Georgia. That holds weight. And that is what, you know, something that the committee is looking at. That is why we're hanging up as high as we are is because of our strength of schedule, because of what we've done. And even like, you know, like I said, on paper, we only lost to Georgia by 14. As time goes on, they're going to go back and look at that and say, well, you know, they played like garbage and still only lost by 14 points. Even if you take the last touchdown away, well, they lost by three scores at home and they played terrible. So I think it's going to hold weight. 
Um, again, we're fifth. Oregon is sixth. LSU is seventh. University of Southern California, USC is eighth. UCLA is ninth. Bama, tenth. Uh, Mississippi, eleventh. Interesting matchup. Clemson fell all the way down to twelfth after they lost to Notre Dame last week. Utah, which let's remember, Utah beat Florida. Or no, I'm sorry. Florida beat Utah, which was ranked seventh at the time earlier this year. They've slid back up to 13th. So, again, everybody, you know, trash talks Florida, but, I mean, they beat Utah. The only, I mean, I think Florida lost to us, Kentucky, and somebody else. So, they they may end up slipping back up there. Who knows? Not in, like, the top 10 or nothing, but might hit the top 25. Penn State, 14th. University of North Carolina is 15th. Tulane is 16th. North Carolina State, 17th. Texas, ranked 18th. Liberty, 19. Notre Dame has slid back up to 20th. Illinois, 21st. UCF is at 22nd. Kansas State, 23rd. Washington is 24th. Florida State is 25th. So, um, yeah. So, again... Um, you know, there's a lot of things happening this weekend. I guess, uh, my, my stat might be up, uh, out of date actually. Cause I'm, I'm trying to look at where the other third team we beat was, uh, Bama. We beat Bama. We beat LSU. Uh, actually, the third win may have slid out after they changed. Or, well, maybe it's the AP poll that I was thinking of. Um, so actually, no, this is the AP poll. So maybe it's the playoff poll that I'm thinking of. But either way, um, some great things to look forward to this weekend. Mizzou should be a dub for us. Um, we will see what happens. However. Um, and guys, like I said, let's stay positive. Let's not forget Heupel is only in his second year as a head coach. We need to give, <laughs> give this man credit and we need to just be happy and respect what this, this man is doing something that's unheard of. I mean, Billy Napier, I think he's like first, maybe second year over Florida. Um, uh, I want to say first though, but they are just not doing very well. Heupel, you know, we struggled a little bit last year, but, I mean, heck, we lost so many recruits, it's not even funny. Um, This man is doing things that don't typically happen, so let's just be patient, let's give him some time, and just stay positive, guys. You know, over the years, many Vols fans, um, if you're a real one like me and you remember, and you can think back to over the years, uh, many Vols fans have been terrible over the years, dude. As soon as we lose one game, they're like ready to fire the coach and start over and all this stuff. Like, dude, I mean, you have to build a program. And when you build a program, you got to build it from the ground up. These things don't just happen and they definitely don't happen overnight. Okay. It takes some time. Sorry about the background noise there. Um, I am moving my vehicle currently, but, um, you know, we just need to remember, like, dude, he is new on the block. He is, uh, you know, doing things that most people don't do in two years or in the second year. It's not even been a full two years yet. Uh, we're still in the second year. Um, but, yeah, 
give the man some time, let him do what he does. Like, and we need to start a trend of like supporting our team and not like trying to fire everybody, you know, after they lose like one game or whatever. Um, so, but again, love you guys. Appreciate all the love and support. We hit 2.4 million views in 60 days by God. That is insane. We're hitting like eight, or I think we hit eight to 900,000 just in a couple or just in like the last seven or something. I don't know. Still trying to understand how all the analytics and stuff work on the social medias. But, um, you know, it's, it, I mean, guys, it's, it's been good and it's been fun and I've enjoyed it. <coughs> and, um, you know, I am so glad that my, my, my passion for, you know, my team and everything is, is turning into something that I can do for fun and that you guys also seem to enjoy as well. Um, but it's just been awesome and I'm, I'm absolutely loving every second, but until next time, baby, you're listening to that little tangerine show. And I am your host, Big Drewski. If you want to follow me on social media at Big Ladrewski, just like Big Lebowski, um, hit up the link tree, L I N K T R dot E E backslash Big Ladrewski. Love you guys. Till next time, I'm out. Peace.